0: Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Hostfully is a property management and guest experience software for short-term rentals that helps management companies, large and small, scale their vacation rental businesses. With features designed to help manage and grow property management operations, this could be the solution for you. Use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer.
1: If you want to be seen online as well as offline, you need to have a brand. And you might be wondering what that actually means. What does it mean by branding yourself, branding your site, branding everything that you do? And all those questions are going to be answered by today's guest, who is Jason Beyer from Crowdspring. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host Heather Bayer, and once again, bringing you the best in interviews and thoughts and whatever on the on our great short-term rental business. And today we are talking about branding. And branding is a really interesting concept because if you just talk about branding, you think about things like Nike and Coca Cola and. Budweiser well you might not always think about Budweiser but I do so you think about Nike and you think about Coca-Cola and you think about Budweiser and when I think about Budweiser I think about the Super Bowl and the Shire Horses and Labradors and that's what branding is all about but branding is not just for these mega mega companies Branding is for everybody, and we all need to think about how we brand ourselves, whether we are an independent, single property business, or whether you're a big property management company. It doesn't matter. Branding is going to work for you. So in today's episode, I am talking to Jason Beyer, the Marketing and Partnerships Manager at Crowdspring and he's going to tell us all about how branding is a secret source for your business to stand out and increase revenue. And hang about to the end of this episode because he's going to be talking about a free tool that is going to help you get some actionable feedback on the brand that you currently have to show where you can improve. So this is a great conversation. Listen in. Mm -hmm. I'm super happy to welcome to the podcast today, Jason Beyer from Crowdspring, and he's uh, dialing in from Cody, Wyoming. Welcome, Jason. How lovely to have you on the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, this is so Cody, Wyoming. I'm not sure. I know I traveled across from Ontario to Oregon at one point, and I... Do you think I would have gone through Wyoming? I know we went through Montana, and yeah idaho Uh, potentially we
2: uh (laughs) we we're the east gate for yellowstone yellowstone national park the the first and oldest national park in the u.s uh, has five entrances and uh, we sit at the east entrance and so anybody typically coming from the east coast is is passing through cody on their way and as with much of the rocky mountain area we have a high concentration of short-term rentals here and so it's uh, kind of a, a personal connection to our conversation today, outside of you know my my uh, my background in branding.
1: You were telling me in our pre-interview conversation that you're actually building a short-term rental yourself.
2: Correct. I have over 30 acres here, uh, uh, surrounded by a whole lot of nothing, <laughs> and uh, it's what what attracts people out here just to see the mountains and the the wildlife and. So, yeah, I'll be thinking about branding quite a bit as we are getting ready here for next season.
1: So we're, we're talking about branding today. And I mentioned, you know, in the introduction that a lot of people aren't quite sure what branding actually means. We think in terms of Nike and Coca-Cola and Budweiser, et cetera. And I think there's many people who are you know, maybe independent short-term rental owners and or small property managers who don't think that this is something that they need to do. So you're here to bust that myth and, Correct. and, and explain why branding is, is so important for absolutely everybody in this industry. So let's kick off with just you know, taking apart that concept of branding. What is a brand? What does it mean? Because I think it encompasses a lot of things
2: absolutely so what is a brand you know what what is this this concept as you mentioned it, and it's highly accurate most people think of a brand uh, as nike starbucks amazon right these these companies we don't think of ourselves as maybe a retired couple with one short term rental property as having a brand right but in fact we do and it's being shaped whether or not we are are active in that process or not and so, very simply, a brand is every experience somebody has with your company. That's it. And so, your company is a short term rental, and every experience means how quickly you answer questions right your the tone that you use are are you fun or are you a little bit more serious what is the property like is the property clean is it is it whimsical if that's kind of the the feeling is it fitting into the theme of your geography right if you're a beach town you know do you have that that sense if you're a mountain town do you have that feeling within your property and so i'll repeat again a brand is simply every interaction that somebody has with your company and so what happens is, is is brands are actually not built by the company. They're guided by the company, right? So Nike can't tell you what to think about their brand. They can guide you. So, so can Starbucks and Amazon. But ultimately, it's all of us as consumers, as people looking at the brand, who will decide what we think this brand represents, what this brand means to us. And this is what I mean if you're not paying attention to your brand it's still being shaped and you'll see this within your your reviews right your reviews might be you know beautiful property but the you know the owners were very curt you know they or they never responded to my questions or things like this that's part of your brand it's being shaped whether or not you're uh, thinking about this or not does that make sense
1: yeah it uh, it absolutely does make sense
2: okay so that's the brand aspect. And now now we have this other term, a little bit more uncommon in this industry, but brand identity. And the brand identity is everything visual about the company, right? So this is your website. This is your logo. These are the pictures that you feature of the property. There are a variety of different visual elements that go into a brand, and they all should be chosen because they represent you know this company, this feeling that you're trying to create,
1: yeah, let's elaborate on that a little more. You know I understand what you're saying about brand and and it being everything that's involved in that interaction mm-hmm. and and that i hadn't actually really thought about that too much before you know a, it, your your brand is the way that you verbally interact with people or whether you have a right. a a very short and succinct text manner because that Correct. that's how people are going to interpret how perhaps you're going to be treating them. But this brand identity and the differentiation of that from the overarching brand, that is really interesting because there's so many components to that.
2: Sure. Well, and the other interesting fact is that we process imagery thousands of times faster than text, right? And so you might have a beautiful text description of your property, but it takes a while to read that. And it's not that you shouldn't have that. That serves a place. But that main image of your property is going to speak volumes more about your brand and much more quickly and succinctly. And when people are scrolling through looking at different places to stay, those visual elements make a lot of sense. And so having professional photography or videography you know, is critical because when somebody looks at a product... And it's out of focus or it's difficult to see, you might think, well, you can still tell. You can still tell that the house is there and in great shape and it's got a beach theme. Why does it matter if it's clearer? Because what we infer from that is that this property owner is sloppy, that they don't care. And that if they don't care about their property that they're trying to sell, how are they going to treat me? You know, how are they going to treat me when I arrive? Does that same level of concern reflect in their other policies, you know, cancellation policies or noise policies? You start to have these doubts, and doubts are not something you want to communicate to somebody when they're trying to think about using your, your service, right? And so the simple aspect of having a professional photography not just looks Important, but it sends a signal that we care. We would never expect to go on Amazon or Walmart or Nike and see a blurry photo, right? Imagine if you went to one of these sites, you'd probably refresh the page. Oh, something's wrong. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't work. But then if you kept seeing that happen randomly, you'd start to have a little distrust in the brand. You think this is kind of sloppy. Wait a minute, did the quality of their product go down as well? You know, if they're not caring about this. This is the same type of attitude we have uh, when we're looking at short-term rentals as well, vacation rentals.
1: Yeah, you made a great – that was a great analogy there because I – you know, we, we all get onto Amazon and we start looking for stuff, and it's amazing the huge array of products there are you know you just look for and I'm, I'm trying i know what it was we were looking for watch bands you know those 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 tiny little rubberized rubber things that go onto a sure a watch bracelet to stop the bracelet part coming off and it's a little rubber uh, little rubber hoop right and there are there are a gazillion of them on amazon you know, you buy a pack of, of 12, and they're all different sizes. And and I was looking at those the other day, and there were a couple where the portrayal of them wasn't great. It was, and they did have sort of slightly blurry photographs. And regardless of the fact that they were slightly cheaper, well, in, in fact, that told me something as well, because they were the cheapest and they were the blurriest. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to go and even click on that because of that pictorial portrayal of the product so yes that made that that makes a huge amount of sense that you it's not just a photograph you look at something like that and you think all around it and it brings in all sorts of different ideas of what that product and what the service that you're going to get from that provider is going to be exactly
2: yeah Well, and that's kind of, you know, photos of the property are the obvious example for a visual identity. Let's talk for a moment about maybe something that's a little less obvious, but just as critical is a logo, right? Because you might be thinking, okay, you know, using my face or a picture of the property or or my pet's face, my dog's face is, is a good representation. It's a good avatar. It's a good profile photo for this property, right? I'm the I'm the manager after all. I'm the owner. They're coming there in part to experience, you know, the experience I'm going to give them. They're going to be interacting with me. The problem with this is what logos do, logos are shorthand to communicate the brand very quickly. Just as we mentioned that we process images thousands of times faster than text. When we see an image, when you picture the golden arches of McDonald's, when you picture the Nike swoosh, when you picture the Starbucks logo, you start to have a feeling. Now, depending if you like these products or not, you may have a negative feeling. If you have a positive feeling, it's probably around a certain aspect of that brand. And so what logos do is they shortcut all of the text that you could write about your property. And they sum it up very succinctly in one image. And it shows who you're for. Because ultimately, what we're trying to be is we're not trying to be something for everybody. We're trying to attract a certain audience. We're trying to attract somebody who finds value in what we offer. And with a vacation rental, you know, what differentiates it from a hotel? Yes, they both offer a bed. But what differentiates it is this experience that you're having. And that each of those experiences are a little different based on what you offer and your geography and your amenities and things like this. And so the logo communicates that very quickly. And so for an example, you know, colors do a great job of that within the logo. So if you are, you know, if your property is, you know, more of a beachfront, you know, kind of laid back, you know, you can picture the imagery that's used hammocks and driftwood and margarita glasses, right? If you're marketing to more of an upscale, you know, uh, rent this for your your group events, you know, you're thinking about colors like black and gold and white, and maybe harsher angles rather than more flowy angles within there. And so the logo's can commun- you don't have to be a designer, by the way, to be able to do this, right? You, you let designers, you simply talk about your market, who you serve, and you let the designers decide what colors, what shapes, what imagery makes the most sense to communicate that. So I don't want to scare anybody off that, you know, you have to have this this understanding. You know your market, you know who you're trying to attract and who finds your property valuable. But I want to make sure that people realize that logos are not just for companies, Logos communicate values and brands very succinctly, very quickly, and they can be used all over the place. So it's used, you know, for Airbnb, it's used for VRBO, it's used on your personal site, it's used on TripAdvisor, you know, it's in your email signature, it's, it's everywhere.
1: Uh, the, the one thing about a, a, a logo and using it on Airbnb is that it does differentiate you from the, cr- the crowd, Mm -hmm. you know the the thousands and thousands of condos let's say i mean let's let's go to somebody who's got a condo in destin and there are a lot of condos in destin available on airbnb on verbo on um, booking.com direct so how would how could a logo differentiate that condo from all the rest
2: Sure, so that's a competitive market, right? And in a competitive market, we, we don't want to compete on price or availability because we can assume that everybody is the cheapest to still make a little bit of profit and everybody is available, you know, a, a lot, right? And so price and availability is table stakes. You know, that's, 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 uh, we, we want to try and compete outside of this. And so you've talked before about amenities and things that you can offer, right? And so if your property is the only one or, or it limits you by having a pool, right? How do you build that in to your logo into your design into your theme, you know, having a theme, you know, when you think about why people are purchasing from a vacation rental as opposed to a hotel, sometimes it's availability, sometimes hotels are just booked. A lot of times it's for a different experience, they want a different level of service that you can't have at a hotel. And so you know, having a logo can can signal that you're professional, that you actually care. It can start to explain, you know, if you have a thousand condos that all look roughly the same in Destin, do you have a theme for yours? You know, is it, is it some, you know, nautical theme where each, you know, room of the house is a little bit different? It's these little things that separate us. And, and all we're trying to do a lot of times is get to the next step. We want to have the next conversation. What we're trying to do on, on the homepage of, of Airbnb or the results page is get somebody to click. And once they've clicked, we want them to scroll. And once they scroll, we want them to engage and maybe ask a question. That's really what you're trying to do. You're, you're not trying to get somebody to book immediately. That doesn't happen. We don't buy products without researching, researching them. What you, you want somebody to do is take the next small step. And a lot of times, the logo can be the only thing that gets somebody to say, huh, that's different from the 30 other reviews I just saw. Let me click. Now, once they click, they see your professional photos and they say, wow, this is really different than the 30 other listings I saw that had out of focus photos. Okay, let me scroll. Let me read more. And then when they read more, they start to see what I think comes a little bit more naturally to a lot of hosts, which is the things that you offer, you know, the the services that you provide once somebody comes in. But that's not really what you lead with. You lead with some of these visual elements that get somebody to go deeper.
1: Yeah, okay, let's drill down a bit into, into a, a logo. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've had a lot of logos built for me over the years. Different companies, tried it myself, gave that up very, very quickly. Uh, right. <laughs> but I know when when you're going into it and you're asked all these things, and you talked about, you know, sort of soft lines or... Or hard lines, or gold, or black, or and are, you're asked questions like you know should this be do you do you prefer abstract, right. or do you prefer something that that is actually an image that means something? Sure. I, I'm quite interested in that you know in in that difference between an abstract and, and I don't know what you would call it you know a, a little you know looking at my.
2: Yeah, a little bit more realistic yeah, maybe. You know, a coffee shop might actually have, you know, a coffee yeah. mug or, you know, or you could have a word mark. A word mark is just stylized your name is stylized in a certain way. You know, so what we do at Crowdspring, what we found working with small business owners is that they're not designers. They know their audience. So we ask very simple questions. We say, look, you know, tell us about your audience. Tell us about your competitors. We give you the option to tell us specific colors that you're looking for if you, if you have that in mind. But that shouldn't be a requirement. What you should have is, is an understanding of your audience and then let designers suggest different ways to create that logo, right? And and allowing you just to review that. And that's what we did at Crowdspring where every project comes with dozens of different custom designs because we want you to be able to see different ways your brand could be shown for the same price. You know, they're, they're not charging you anymore for that. And so it starts with an understanding of your audience. So know your audience. Why are people using your service? You know, what differentiates you from the competition, competition being other Airbnbs, competition being other ways of sleeping for the night. You know, that could be camping, that could be hotels, you know, so there's a variety of different ways to solve that problem. And so once you understand that, it becomes a little bit easier to communicate within a logo based on your market. So some markets, kind of the abstract might work well, but but in other areas, designers might work with you to say, you know what, we should do a word mark. We should just, you have a really great name. For your property, you know, let's let's keep it focused on the name and not on you know any visual elements. But that's where a designer comes. I think the problem is is there's a lot of free tools that have cropped up over the decade, and you know, custom design is not free. Design is not at that place yet where we can design effectively for uh, you know computer generated, and. The challenge I think that we find is is that um, you know with these with these free services they don't make you a designer, right? And so a design tool doesn't make a business owner a designer. And so the best way is for a business owner to contract a professional designer and say, "Here's I understand this part very well. I understand my audience. You understand design. You know, show me some examples that that merge this together."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a break from the interview right now to go across to the president and co-founder of Hostfully, our sponsor. David Jacoby is answering one of the most common questions we hear from property managers when they consider switching to a new property management system or they're starting up for the first time. Oh, welcome back to David Jacoby. David, what does Hostfully offer for in-stay benefits to users?
0: Awesome. Thanks for asking. That is one of Hostfully's best features. So we have our beautiful digital guidebook software as well. So that is standalone. If you're using any property management software, you can use our digital guidebooks. And of course, if you're using our property management software, you can use them as well. So we help the property manager provide a lot of cool features for upselling to the guests. So first of all, it's got all the stuff you need to know, like directions and check-in details and house rules and house manual and all your favorite local recommendations. Uh, But there's four ways you can make money from the guidebook. You can upsell your own items like early check-in or a late checkout or a mid-stay cleaning. We also have an integration with Viator where you get 8% discount on tours and activities in your area. So you just uh, recommend those tours and activities and you, I'm sorry, 8% commission, and you get 8% commission on that. Uh, Third way is having a book again feature in the guidebook where you can promote all your properties so guests can rebook directly with you. And then finally, having a splash page where you collect guest information so you can use that for remarketing.
1: That was David Jacoby from Hostfully, the sponsor of this podcast. Now back to Jason Beyer from Crowdspring to talk more about branding. So beyond the logo there's other aspects of 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 a brand um you know that, that you would sure. perhaps display on your website such as the style of font the as as you mentioned colors even Correct. to the size of of you know how you how the headline is, is consistent you know different types of headlines all the way through can you expand on that a little bit as to how i mean i i'm I'm, i've been using the expression the whole is greater than the sum of its parts for sure uh, for for a training course i'm i'm currently doing just talking about um the the tech that you require for a for a property management business uh, for a short-term rental business and that there's loads of different things out there but it's not until you put them together in the whole that you see the full effect of it so how does this work with with your branding
2: One of the nice things about, you know, Airbnb and and Verbo is that they give you very specific areas to to place, you know, they've, they've done a nice job of mapping out the site, making it look professional, just saying, okay, we need a description, we need a logo, we need a photo here but as you've talked about you know a lot of times you want to build your own property right uh, a, a website property this is to to do direct bookings and there's a variety of, of benefits to that if you're going to go that route and you're trying to do it affordably you're trying to do it quickly the best advice is to keep it simple right because when you start making it more complex with multiple pages and a lot of content You have a greater opportunity for things to go wrong. You have a greater opportunity for inconsistency. I know this drives you crazy. It drives me crazy. But when you get on a website that somebody put together and there's three, four different fonts, right? And it's just like, oh, you know, like this is this is terrible. It looks inconsistent. Another one that bothers me is when the text overlays the image. You know, sometimes this is by accident. Sometimes it is planned, but the image behind there makes it difficult to read the text, right? So maybe it's a great image, but if you have text that's overlaying it, you know, and and the white text goes across into the sky portion, and now you can't read Mm. that. That looks sloppy, right? And so it's these little elements that cause somebody to pause. And this is the worst thing when somebody's shopping for a product. Is when they start to pause and they wonder, like, okay, you know, like, is this for real? You know, it's like when you find that Amazon listing and there's one word that's misspelled or or off. It's just not you know the common vocabulary for your for your country, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, like, is this the right is this the right product for me? We don't want that. And so, by having if you try and go too big with your web presence for you know a, a smaller budget or trying to do it quickly. You, you run the risk of having more of these these challenges
1: so I, I want I mean you, you've mentioned a couple of um, branding mistakes that people people make and that that's sure. particularly one of them sort of text overlaid over a white part of a photo or a dark part of the photo losing some of the text What right. other branding what other branding mistakes are small businesses making? not
2: updating your copyright policy at the end of the the website we, we typically forget about that one. And the problem is, is it just, it's not that big of a deal. Like from a legal perspective, there's, I I don't think there's really any issue. But if you're going to have a privacy policy date at the, or copyright date at the bottom, and it looks as two years old, you know, it looks sloppy. It's like now, again, another pause. Are they still in business? Are they still accepting bookings? You know, go through your site and make sure it actually works. Use a different browser, use a different computer. Have somebody else, a, a friend or family member, walk through your site. Make sure things work. You don't want to find out that a whole section of your website, you know, has never worked or a form that you think, you know, nobody's filling out is, is just broken, right? Make sure periodically do this. You know, if you're using, you know, booking software, sometimes this software gets gets updated. Um, and so, yeah, the, the booking software might have worked when you installed it. But what about a month later, you know, so continue to keep checking these things. Look at your site on different devices, look at it on a mobile phone, look at it on a computer and, and do the opposite. If you do all of your business on a phone, you know, what does it look like on a computer? You know, and, and so take a look to see how other people are viewing your site. Well, what does it look like when you share a text with this link? or you post on social media, you know, what's that, what's the meta description is what it's called, where it gives you a, a, a quick picture, and you know, a little bit of detail on the property. Is that what you want to convey? Is that the information that you're trying to communicate? Or is there something better? Uh, when you share it, do, do your pictures get cropped in an awkward angle where it's only showing the middle part of your, your property name or your photo, and it looks odd, Right. There's a, a quick list, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot
1: so uh, so I mean, you offer a website review, a branding we re- do brand review so is, are these are the things that you're looking for looking at
2: so we have we have ten aspects that we look for. It's called a brand identity grade. We offer this completely free. It's a custom report. It's done by a human, and we look at 10 different elements of your brand, of your site. And this could be on your Airbnb listing or it could be on your personal property. It's best if it's on your your personal website property so that we can give some feedback that you have a lot more control over that you can make changes for. And so we're looking for things like your choice of color you know for this market we're looking at you know the choice of font we're looking at uh, different elements of the brand we're giving you a score and we're giving actionable feedback we're giving advice on things that we think you can do to improve this brand and it's completely free no obligation to use crowdspring services but if some of this sounds like it's resonating, you're thinking, okay, uh, we don't take product photography, but we do all things graphic design. So logo design and and custom illustrations for your marketing materials and things like that. Uh, we have a unique process where you pay one affordable price that has 100% money back guarantee, and you get dozens of different custom designs back. So you're able to see your brand in a variety of different ways you would have never have thought you know it could have taken that shape.
1: That's terrific. And I, I'll be putting a, a link to Crowdspring at the end of the show notes. So for anybody who'd like to go and sign up for a, uh, a free brand review, then, uh, then I suggest you do that. Before we finish, Jason, would you share with me some of the best brands, you know, some of your most favorite brands, the, things that, the, the, the ones that really strike you and, and have all those components in the right place sure. and do the right thing?
2: So favorite brands is a, is a personal question. It's a personal <laughs> preference because, you know, what resident brands should turn people off? I'm glad you brought this question up because, you know, you, you want brands that are not something for everyone, right? So we know of the big brands who are attempting. Amazon is literally trying to say everyone should buy our product, right? But then you have a company like Black Rifle Coffee Company, right, has done a fabulous job being very specific in their positioning, but they turn a lot of people off, right? And that is the goal of a great brand. The goal of a brand should be that you have a core audience that loves your product and then you have a core audience that does not, <laughs> right? Because it doesn't resonate with them, right? And so, you know, I think about, you know, some of the brands that have done a great job, you know, recently that I've seen is, is somebody like Termageddon that we were talking about copyright and privacy policies. You know, Termageddon offers an updated privacy policy. They've done a nice job of building a brand around privacy and protection, you know? And, and so these brands are are critical to focus on a specific audience, and what you might enjoy as a brand, hopefully turns somebody else off because that's what a brand should do. And when we take that, I just want to make sure that's tied, that statement's tied back to vacation rentals. You know, what we're trying to do is we're not trying to turn people away. What we're trying to do is attract an audience that is not going to, you know, bicker about our price. They're not going to leave us a negative review. When they come, they're going to be excited for the experience you want to offer. You're not going to have to try to sell that to them. Or the experience that you don't offer, right? So it could be a, it's a no frills, it's an affordable Airbnb in a, in a in a hotel desert, you know, where nothing else exists. That's what we offer. That's our brand, you know. Don't expect anything different, and and those those are incredibly important to communicate. Make so, sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It made me think about you know when I came across to Canada from the UK back in two thousand and three. And we wanted a mobile phone, and of course Virgin was, you know, a UK company. So I naturally gravitated to Virgin Mobile, and it did not. It was geared to the at the time millennials. Yes, sure. You know, in the early part of the two thousands, it was all to do with millennials. They're all grown up now, and right. have their kids. Um, <laughs> so like you. <laughs>
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, and brands transition. There's there's yeah. nothing wrong with, you know, a brand taking a position of following millennials. And then as that group grows up, instead of going after a different group, you know, repositioning and and saying, hey, we're, we're still for you. And much like Homes can do the same thing. You know, we, we yeah. might we might make some changes and and reposition.
1: But, I, you know, when when I saw those Virgin ads, it was kids hanging off roofs and. Sure. And it, it just did not resonate with me. But then I obviously, clearly, was not their customer. Right. You know, the Virgin Mobile Club, and you know, giving you discounts to go to um, to go to clubs in Toronto, etc. Yeah, just not for me. Um, But they were very clearly after their specific audience. And we do talk on this podcast a lot about your customer avatar, and it sort of wants me to transition now to your short-term rental in Cody, Wyoming because you're not going to want people coming to you who are going to be asking, where's the nearest McDonald's. Right. And yeah. And you know, they want, you know, it's so far from the nearest town or sure. You know, it's too dark at night and too quiet. (laughs) So how will you portray your brand to your avatar?
2: Great question. So it helps to know who the audience is that's coming you know, the people that are coming to Yellowstone, it's a family-friendly activity. It's young people, you know, looking to do a lot of outdoor, high-adventure stuff in the mountains because you don't normally get to, you know, go around a place where there's millions of square miles or kilometers of open, you know, uh, uh, public land. It's people looking for a break from the city, right, where they just they, they want to see the night sky. They want to relax. And so when you think about the amenities that that lends itself to, I'm not trying to provide a a, a hyper excited amenity filled experience. I'm trying to make sure you've got a comfortable place to sit and look at the mountains, right? Because when we have friends and family visit us, they come with these giant itineraries and then they spend all their time sitting on the porch. And they're like, you know, like we planned on doing all of this stuff, but we just want to look at the mountains. We just want to see this big sky. And so, you know, catering to that is important knowing your audience and so you know the brand that i'm portraying is you know where where you're coming to relax you're coming to enjoy the mountains you're you're going for walks you're experiencing nature and we're bringing that nature kind of close to you you know with the horses and cattle and and everything else so you get a chance to interact with it but it's not forced and it's it's not too far distant from you
1: well are you planning on having your own website and branding it and Making something Absolutely. super special.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's the best way to control, uh, control the message. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we will have to look out. You'll have to let me know when that's all up so we can check out your branding, your Perfect. logo. And that maybe will guide some people in the right direction. I've talked to so many people over the last few months, actually, who are selling very unique vacations. You know, we, we've had Christy Wolf talking about the uh, potato house in Idaho. Right and and her Hobbit farm, and then you know i've I've just talked to people with some some really amazing spaces and and it's been very interesting how they are portraying that because these are unique, many of them are off grid, and it's not there's no cookie cutter in in right. in the way that they have to market these places they have to get it across that they're not for everybody and you've got to send that message so you don't get those people who are coming with perhaps unreasonable expectations.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
1: Okay. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Jason. You've said a little bit about Crowdspring. Um, I think if there's anything else you want to add to that, uh, you know, I'll just make sure that we have all that information on the show
2: notes for anyone who wants to come and take a look. That's perfect. Yeah. Grab your free brand identity grade, and uh, we write a lot about, you know, it's a quick conversation to talk about branding. It's a very important conversation. But if you, if you felt like you missed something or, or want to dive a little bit deeper, our blog, crowdspring.com forward slash blog, uh, is, is very easy to read and talking about this concept of branding and colors and font and things like this. But thank Heather, it's been great. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Jason Byer, for joining me to talk about branding. It always fires me up, actually, to, to go back to some of our branding and and take a look at it, because I, I know in the past I've done my own thing. I have created my own logos, created websites, and I sometimes I look back on them and think, oh, my gosh, that really is awful. Um, different fonts, different sizes of font, certainly different colours, you know, my, I I don't have, I don't have the design gene. I wish I did, but I think it's really important that we assess our own skills and accept sometimes that where we would love to be able to do something like design, it's just not in the genetic makeup. And, you know, I, I and I'm I'm sure you can go to you can go online and you can learn stuff but I think it's one of those things that uh, that you're perhaps born with rather than being able to learn you can dispute that I'm quite happy about that but uh, that that's that's just the way I think I just know that my experience with my own design <laughs> design was not particularly good so there we are if you are interested in Taking advantage of that uh, free brand review, uh, there is no obligation. I would go across to Crowdspring and select that. Let me know how it goes. Let me know if that's something that uh, that worked for you. I'll be in, really interested to find out. So that's it for another week. Uh, I am currently looking for independent owners and small businesses that I can do some, um, some case studies on. Let me know if your business has grown rapidly. If you've done something really new, if you've started a new website and it's working for you as a direct booking platform, let me know if you've bought new properties or if you're a small manager and you're taking on new properties and anything that you're doing, because I am really interested in how you are growing your businesses. So, Send me a an email at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I'll get back to you and we can have a chat. So for now, thank you for listening. I will look forward very much to being with you again next week.
0: Thanks for listening and don't forget to check out Hostfully, our podcast sponsor. Head on over to the Virtual Vendor Showcase where you can find out more about this incredible company and don't forget to use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode.
1: It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you and I look forward to being with you again next week.